to the SoCal Summer Swing Off podcast. The music you are currently listening to is called Dances in the Night by Papa D, a fellow swing dancer, musician, artist, and friend. You can find all links for streaming, socials, and videos down below. Make sure to go and support him. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SoCal Summer Swing Out podcast. My name is Andrew Octomolala. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, uh, Spotify, YouTube, all that jazz, because it helps us with the algorithm, and also because I have two very wonderful guests today. I have some air enthusiasts, some performers, some people who are in incredibly talented because that was proven last year at Camp Hollywood. I present to you, Jake and Andrea. Hi, friends. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you both are very, very welcome. I mean, I wasn't wrong when I said all those things, right? You all do enjoy air and you do enjoy performing, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty evident when I watch you two dance, when you have something like choreograph, it's like, hmm chef's kiss right there I, I mean it's also like I mean there's we can get into this later but also like in the social dancing too some of the things that I enjoy most in social dancing is just like juicy connection like mm. really like strong and like fast like con- dynamic dancing um mm-hmm. so it's not just in the competition as well it's like even in social dancing, I really like that too. He loves his fast swing outs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we did talk about that when we had dinner, when I stood over at y'all's place that one time, mm-hmm. right? Which we are going to get into because I, I would love to talk about how, Jake, you started and how you said hi to Andrea. And we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But uh, a quick a quick question. So for those people who don't know, would you mind giving us a quick intro to who each of you are and how you started dancing? Sure. Yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, hi, I'm Andrea. And um, how I came to Lindy Hop was um, I tried out salsa dancing and mm. found like partner connection to be really um, kind of magical. I mean, I think we've all experienced when like somebody who doesn't partner dance is like, how did you do that? Like, how did you know what to do? Um, so I found that really magical, but didn't particularly connect with the music. Um, It's also like a little bit more sensual, which just, it wasn't, um, I I didn't connect with that. And then I, it took me a little while to just make the connection that Lindy Hop was the thing I should try. And now Mm. it just seems so incredibly obvious because um, specifically because also the air step aspect, which Mm. that's like, gymnastics and cheerleading and tumbling and flipping and tricks like that was like so up my alley as a kid um and then as we all know Lindy Hop is such an expression of joy and I think joy is a value that I it it is one of my top values um and so uh yeah I tried out I went to the Lindy Loft um back in the day with Dax and took a dance in the, in a day workshop and then kept coming that, which was like not an easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. we all go through that beginning social anxiety, fear, first social dance, terrifying situation. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, I stuck with it and, um, now we're here. <laughs> 
now you are here. And that is also where you met Jake, right? Yes. 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 Oh. So we'll I can get into talk that. a little bit about my start. Um, I actually, like, I think earliest I can think back to thinking about swing dancing in general was I saw, there's a video on YouTube of some dancers, probably from like the 40s or 50s or something, um, and they're doing Charleston, and somebody put that or put a Daft Punk song over it. And it just like, it works and it works so yeah. well. And and I really loved that video. And so I started looking more into swing dancing and just loved like the dynamism of the dance and how, um, you know, some of the things I talked about earlier. And so it, like, it was always kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, that seems like something I'm interested in. Um, I'd always like liked dance, but uh, had never considered myself a dancer, had never really had much confidence in dancing. Mm -hmm. um and then I moved to Los Angeles uh you know I was living by myself it was a random like Wednesday night and I looked up um I just decided that I was living downtown and I decided to look up swing dancing in LA you know knew nothing about it and uh Lindy Loft popped up and I was like oh you know who are these people no idea I walked in and um yeah just happened to walk into this like studio from this dancer that had traveled the world and um the the rest I just kept you know that was seven years ago and have been basically been dancing ever since um with a mild break for the pandemic yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. we always include that two-year break in the pandemic yeah. right wait yeah. were you two practicing during that time not really during the pandemic <laughs> yeah oh barely we, we started <laughs> like air stuff right during the pandemic and we'd go to parks and do air stuff with but we, Paul and Laura yeah we we really weren't doing much dancing though no yeah. no yeah gotcha and now the with the whole air stuff piece I want to get there but I really would love if you all could <laughs> recount you already know where I'm going with this I would really love if you could recount like how you two met because the story to me is amazing it's like a movie <laughs> honestly uh sure um yes we so I think I had been dancing maybe a month and a half or two months and then Lindy Loft was about to close and they were having yeah. their last um social dance uh vintage rhythm with a live band and so I was mm -hmm. like oh this is perfect I'm gonna go to my first social dance and I showed up and I was mortified <laughs> it was it was terrifying um because all the good dancers came out like the people who are better than I had seen in the classes were there because a lot of the top dancers don't take lessons um and or at least not when I was there and I was like I can barely do a tuck turn I can't keep count like I I cannot go out on the dance floor and so I was sitting in a chair in the corner being a complete wallflower. I'm literally sitting on top of my hands, just watching and thinking in my head, when do I leave? Like I should leave. When do I leave? Um, you wanna? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, and so, I mean, the, the, the short story is, uh, so I saw her and I'd been going to Lindy Loft for a while. I was comfortable there. Um, I'd seen her a few times before then. And so like, 
I've gone through a whole ton of social anxiety when it comes to dancing. And mm -hmm. I knew exactly, like I could see looking at her, I knew exactly what she was feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, she was uh, this beautiful woman, but like at the same time, <laughs> it was... I was really approaching it from the position of like, I see, I like, I knew what she was feeling and like, I just wanted to like have, let her have like a fun dance. Um, so I went up and asked her to dance and uh, she said, I'm terrified. <laughs> and I said, I, I could tell. Uh, and then we danced and we had a, our first dance. I, yeah. And I don't remember it. Uh, I think I was probably just hoping it would be over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I knew I had noticed him and like he was in a photo on the rhythm juice website so I like was like oh this is the, this guy is an amazing dancer like uh, you know but and then like also I, I think one of the other things to set the scene for like the so the amount of social anxiety there is like the Lindy Loft at the vintage vintage rhythms was like such a cool place like low light the band's jamming in the background it's like a pretty small space packed with very speakeasy like, vibes very speakeasy vibes packed with these phenomenal dancers so yeah it's it's hard to go in there and feel com comfortable and confident yeah 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 that was the first time we talked to each other and the first time we ever danced yeah um and it's not like we just like ended up in a relationship right after that it it um mm -hmm. probably like six months later although you had just gone through a breakup like three days before <laughs> um so just kind of funny like oh yeah your your future life partner walks in three days later um <laughs> but uh, uh you know eventually it turned into practicing together because he knew I was interested in air and he had always been interested in air and um yeah. Well, well, that's actually another like interesting aspect to it was like, we're in a romantic relationship. And at the beginning, we were also friends, we were part of this like community group that was trying to kind of carry on the memory of the Lindy Loft a little bit. And um, I, I had wanted like a practice partner and somebody to do like, like I said, this kind of fast dancing type stuff with for a while. And like, just hadn't really found it. Um, I've got more thoughts on that we can get into later, but like hadn't really found it. And so I meet this person and we're getting to know, I'm getting to know her. And like, not only do I, am I starting to like, like her as a potential romantic partner, but I'm also recognizing like, and these things are obviously intertwined, but I'm recognizing like, she's a hard worker. She has the skills and like desire to, um, do what I'm interested in. And so there's, there's this thing of like, well, I want to ask her to like be a dance partner, but I also want to ask her out on a date. And like, <laughs> if I ask her out on a date and it doesn't go well, how does that affect the friendship and the dancing? And like, that's, it's all like really tough when it's intertwined like that. Right. Yeah. 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 So then, but eventually it ended up that way where you were both in a romantic relationship and you ended up being like dance partners that worked well together. Well, the pandemic happened right after that. And so we had time to develop as a romantic relationship before we then really started getting into like competing. So I, I think mm. it kind of worked out well there. Cause if you're trying to like start those things at the same time, maybe it's, it's a little harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now this, so then after the pandemic, is that when you two started like 
looking more into competing or when did that come about? I think we had like floated the idea right before so we we really like we went on our first date in like January of 2020 and so I think we had floated the idea of maybe competing um in 2020 mm -hmm. which I would not have been ready for I mean I would have been dancing for like a year I mean would have been like you can do it uh but I I probably would have struggled with it um we would have struggled with it and of course the pandemic happened we were like you know competing's not going to happen 2021 came around and we were like oh yeah we should do it this year and I think there was actually a little bit relief of relief for us <laughs> when it got canceled because we were not ready mm -hmm. um and then 2022 came around and by then we had been doing air with Paul and Laura more um we had gotten out it, we live in Santa Monica and there's like an acro scene out here we had been spending time in that and we had just been dancing more and I guess it just yeah it was felt like the right time to go for it um yeah we'd kind of been talking about it and talking about it and then like I think it was basically end of May beginning of June hit and we're like oh like if we're gonna do this it's like we got to do this. And right. June was a ramp up. And then July and August was like hardcore, you know, four or five days a week doing this. Um, and it was, it was tough, like, you know, tough to dedicate that much time to it. Mm -hmm. And like doing intentional practice can be harder emotionally than just like mm. going social dancing um it's mm. like you're looking at yourself critically and like watching your dancing and being like not like that <laughs> yeah yeah and now I'm curious because all, every single partnership approaches practice differently so how do you two approach intentional practice oh god <laughs> that is something that we probably should work on um <laughs> this year it's definitely going a lot better but we had a lot more we needed to learn and figure out last year um and um I mean I think setting your intentions and like laying out a game plan is like so important um and I think a lot of the times when we fall off of that is when we have less successful practices um but I would love more tips from other people on how to do it um but how I think the like best approach for us is having having intentional goals um yeah, yeah I think it like it comes down to ultimately what is it you're practicing for and what do you want to get out of it mm -hmm. if you are practicing to just be a better social dancer um well I don't haven't really done that. So I can't really speak to it. But I imagine that there is a different thing than what we are doing, which is, you know, we're practicing for Camp Hollywood, Amateur Strictly. Mm. And so for us, what that means is like, that is two stages. There's prelims and finals. And they happen to actually be like kind of different skills to some degree. And so mm -hmm. it's breaking up a practice. You know, a practice might be, uh, we are only focusing on prelims type work um and uh 
stuff there is like around uh, dancing to prelim songs, working in uh, common patterns and moves that we can do so that when we are like essentially social dancing as part of prelims, we have a prepared set of things, our moves, so to speak, that we can focus on. And then for finals, it's um, really prepping like what we want to do uh, were we to make finals. Ah, okay. And so I was curious, like, how do you, did you spend like 50% on prelims and 50% on finals okay. or? I feel like last year we probably spent more time on finals than prelims. And not necessarily, I don't, it wasn't necessarily because we meant to do that because our prelim skills, I think are some like a little, maybe weaker, um, like, especially at the time, not very confident. Prelims is a little bit more social dancey. Um, mm -hmm. And so I don't think we felt very confident in those skills that we would even be able to make it to finals. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think last year we didn't maybe, we had no idea what we were doing. So I don't know if we really like segmented it as well as we could. I mean, coming up to the week, like the two weeks before Camp Hollywood, we were a bit panicked about prelims. <laughs> Our prelims practices were not going well. Um, and what's wild about that is in prelims, we walked off and we went, that was the best we have ever done. We never did that well in our practices. That was uh -huh. hands down the best we had ever done. Uh -huh. um, it's like that whole thing of like not studying for a test, but you still get an A. Um, <laughs> so we just, I think we just got really lucky and we still didn't even, we didn't really think it was going to be enough to make finals. Uh -huh. um, and this year I would say we're doing more 50-50, but part of that is also we've been doing air weekly since basically since camp Hollywood, because mm -hmm. we connected with Benny and Bianca, we connected with Paul and Susan. And then we just started weekly being like, we enjoy doing this. Let's meet up and do air. And so I think there's less, there's more confidence in that area. Um, One of the other things that I wanted to add, like reflecting on, last year is I think that like this is I think common in all kinds of practice is we were probably focusing on uh focusing on the finals prep more because that's what we were feeling more comfortable with so yeah. it's, it's it's easy to focus on the thing that you feel better at feel more confident on rather than the thing that is you know what you need to do and then yeah like Andrea said we had basically a moment where we we're like oh shit like we need to buckle down and like jam on prelim stuff and we were able mm -hmm. to kind of for like two to three weeks yeah I mean it showed that you all prepped because that spotlight ooh, those spotlights they were nice <laughs> they were yeah. nice yeah um so for people who don't know you all podium right we did we we were shocked to make finals and then we we got fifth place yes yeah hey fifth place at camp hollywood damn oh yeah. yeah i mean we were we were like literally again it goes back to the reason that we do this the competition aspect is nice but like 
there is something just so exciting about going out there in front of so many people and like throwing down and performing. And mm -hmm. so it was almost more that we more important to us that we got to go out and show our stuff mm -hmm. than any kind of place that right. we got. Yeah. And our Jake always gets mad when I say this, like our spotlights did not go exactly how we designed them. Um, but I don't think either of us were like upset about that. Um, mm -hmm. Like we were just so glad that we like did it and got through it and didn't butcher it. And like, and then the amount of support we received, um, we just, we were not expecting that. And it was just like, I think both of us haven't, we've always, like, we've had insecurities about like belonging in the community and had, you know, walking into a social dance and being like, I don't know people and um, people like, do people want to dance with me? And that was a moment where we really felt like part of the community, like, you know, watching the videos people recorded of us and you can hear them screaming in the background <laughs> going, I'm so yeah. Um, I think that was Olivia yeah. and just uh, being like oh or or I remember when Paul found out we got made finals he was like I'm literally more excited that you made finals than I did uh, um, and just like people knowing how much it meant to us and caring and 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 running over to us when we got off the floor to be like oh my god you did it and like um that was what made it special of course placing is important mm -hmm. um you know we you, we can go into like motivation and why we do this and what your goals are I think um your podcast with Sarah was really good on that and about competing mm -hmm. um, and we we've literally done one competition together <laughs> so we are not experts um we're still exploring like a relationship to that um but yeah, it was a, it was a very, very special experience and went so much better than we ever like expected it to go. Yeah. I want to like double back on what you had mentioned, because you said that your prelims, your prelims dance was like the best that's ever been before. And I want to, I want to understand more what made it feel good. What, what were the things, the emotions and things that you did that were like, yes. Yeah, I do you want to answer or me? I can go first. Okay. Um I think you have to understand there were a lot of our practices where we were dancing and I would try to lead a move and it would just wouldn't work. And then like <laughs> we just fell apart. And like we did not finish the prelims dance because we fell apart after not hitting a lead follow move. Uh -huh. And so <laughs> getting through the whole thing was like actually a little surprising um maybe but um besides that like I, I think some advice that I received or that we received um was it like it's you know it's competition your brain just goes to like absolute mush and you're trying to um brain goes to mush you're trying to figure out uh how to lead and follow uh but like also you you need to be a certain amount of impressive and so what i was told to focus on was like i just memorized the list of like five things per prelims dance that i wanted to throw in 
um, mm -hmm. that we had, you know, prepped beforehand. And so it was helpful for me. I could kind of just, and I didn't even hit them all, but I could just kind of run down that list and be like, all right, like I'm starting with this thing. We're doing a few moves, throw that one, throw number one. And then like, okay, do a few more moves, get into number two. Like, and I could just focus on getting to the right positions to do the stuff that we'd prepped. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Which is still, that's a lot of pressure on you. Like you have to lead the move. If we're going to do an air trick, he has to lead it or call it. And that's a lot of pressure on him. And so we would have runs where he would be so overwhelmed, he wouldn't be able to throw those in. And then in the actual prelims, he, he put all of them in and we had never had a practice run where he had gotten them all in. Um, nice. And it, yeah, just... <laughs> I don't recommend approaching that way. We just got really lucky. Yeah. Um, did, yeah. did you throw air in the prelims? We did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to rewatch. Which actually is perfect segue into just approaching air and competition in general, because you both approach competition slash performing very differently than you approach social dancing, right? I would say yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think social dancing is for fun. and we're still working on a relationship to this like social dancing is supposed to be fun mm. um and I think sometimes we forget that and we're like oh no this is practice this is like prep for being a better dancer so we can compete better yeah, um, yeah. and we have to remind ourselves no we're like we do this because we enjoy it and connecting with our friends and being silly um and um competing has a lot more intention well they both have different intentions but um yeah I think one thing like I as I mentioned before get a lot of joy and pleasure out of like ripping through a swing out and just like mm. dancing you know you hit the swing out you hit the end of the line you whip around again like I love that feeling um, and for a while, I think that's what I was putting in my social dancing. And there was a lot of anxiety around, you know, are the dances that I'm dancing fun for my follow? Yeah. And, um, I think recently what has worked well is, um, Focusing less on the technical moves, focusing more on being a little silly, being goofy, giving openings for playing. And through that, I've been able to um, been able to have more fun dances myself, fun in a mm -hmm. different way from you know competing and ripping fast swing outs, um, as well as I, I think like actually uh having just overall better dances with my my follows um mm -hmm. so to summarize i guess like yeah there's it's just a different feeling and a different joy that i get from the two styles of dance yeah yeah that actually summarizes summarizes it pretty well because when it comes to competing especially when it comes to air I feel like you all, you both approach it very methodically, which is one of the questions I wanted to ask you was in regards to 
how the heck you came up with that role into like everything else <laughs> during the competition. The, the thing that got me was when you rolled in for your spotlight, I was like, yeah. The summer song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you all come up with all that? Well, what, what's actually interesting about that is like, and this is just a little disappointing. We, you can't even see that on the video mm. because the way, and this is something that we've learned, the way the camera works at Camp Hollywood is it follows the previous contestants or the previous uh, dancers for about like the one, two of the next phrase and then Maybe. swings over. And so it gets on you at about five, six. And mm. so anything that happens in one through four kind of gets missed on video, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, but um, that was, uh, we were, uh, kind of jamming on different entrances we wanted something unique right and um it was a recommendation from somebody else actually to explore yeah um and the somersault was actually a very funny thing because I knew that it was going to be a painful move and uh -huh. I'm more familiar with somersaults than Jake is <laughs> and I was worried that he would bail that he would be like I'm not going to do it it's going to hurt um and so I made him promise that we were going to do it on the wood before, like I made him promise that we weren't going to remove it from our plans. And mm -hmm. so we practiced it a lot with a mat and we only did it a few times actually on the wood and it, it, it does not feel good. <laughs> um, luckily during the competition, there's so much adrenaline, you don't feel it at all. Close. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, we wanted to do something unique um, and fun and um so yeah it just just kind of came together and outs are always like getting out onto the floor is always interesting because you yeah you want something you have so little time to get out there do a bunch of stuff potentially put in one to two air moves and then get off the floor it's so little time it's like 14 seconds <laughs> mm -hmm. and so like um, yeah, anything that you do, if you spend two eights getting out into the middle of the floor and they're not that interesting, that's 25% like of your, of your total, you know, eight eights out. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, something interesting, an interesting way to travel through the floor yeah. and we liked it. Yeah. Now there was something so how I get that piece how did you come up with all the other stuff was that just watching videos or was that trying stuff or yeah I think um a, a huge thing for us when it comes to air and I think this is for other people who are really into air is just doing research and looking for inspiration from other people and so um we, you know, follow, a, I, I follow a million accounts of people who do tricks, whether it's from um, competitive bachata, like acrobatic rock and roll, like the whole breadth of people that are doing anything that might relate to this. Like I said, we, we are a little bit tapped into the acro community, um, acro dance. And so we get inspiration from that. Um, and then, of course, from other videos of swing dancing competitors. Um, and so when it came to the actual moves that we ended up 
using in the competition, it was the decisions were like a combination of what are we most confident with? What do we think is going to be our safest moves? Um, and then one of the moves that we did, I don't think we picked it until like a few weeks before. And it, we were like, well, let's just try this move. And we got it in like one or two tries. And so, you know, those moves, you, you like, they're easy to learn. And I, when you're in crunch time, um, we just felt we're, we're always weighing like, what is the risk level and the reward level? Cause there are moves mm. that are low risk, but high reward. And there's also high risk, low reward moves. Um, and I love those low risk, high reward ones. Those ones are great. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I think the other thing for like, cause I'm, I'm like, we're not used to choreographing things. Um, what really worked well or works well for us is, you know, we start with the air. It's something like, what are the things that we want to do that we think are going to look impressive? Um, like, what's the story that we want to tell through our air? Um, and then, like, if you slot in your air at the fourth eight and the eighth eight, roughly, and then you have roughly an eight to get out onto the floor. Well, that's like, okay, it's two eights in the first phrase and three eights in the second phrase that you have to fill in. And, um, you know, like Andrea said, that can come from inspiration from watching other dancers um, and stuff like that. But it's also, you know, part of it is, okay, what is the entrance you need to get into this air? We need to be in right hand to right hand or left hand to left hand or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so what's the dance move that can put us there? And you just kind of back out from there. And it's like, you start yeah. filling in the blanks of how do I get to the point that I need to be at this like point in the music? Or point gotcha. So you essentially reverse engineer what your goals are, what airs you want, and then you reverse engineer it to how we start to get in, get into this position to be able to do yada yada. That's how we do it. Um, and that part of that is just because air is something that we are really, really into. Mm -hmm. um, and air is also so interesting because you can do a move that's eight counts but when you scale that up to the final speed it often is no longer an eight count move and so you, mm. you have to engineer it to fit that move um so there is a lot of math there is so much math going on <laughs> in two count like adding tape like subtracting two counts um we were working with benny and bianca yesterday and we had planned out our whole thing. It was eight eights. And then when we ran it full speed, we were now over four eights. So we had to move, remove four eights. So it's, you know, it's four counts. Yeah. Four, yeah, four <laughs> not four eights. Four counts. Four counts. Yeah, we had to remove four counts. Um, and so yeah, it's it's uh testing and and running through it and um and and I think like, you know, obviously we're passionate about air. I would say for dancers that are not as passionate about air or um, don't feel as confident with it, like, uh, you know, if you want to do like a rhythm, basically at the fourth eight of the first phrase, if you want to do like a rhythm hit or some kind of pause, something specific with your dancing that kind of helps resolve the phrase, it's the same thing, really. It's mm -hmm. um, 
okay, this is the, the like really big power move that we want to do. What do we need to do to prep into that? Yeah. And for me in the giant realm of all of the different things that you can do while dancing and, espe and especially like you're prepping without really knowing the music, you're prepping to the musical structure rather than the music itself. Mm -hmm. um, it can be really overwhelming to try and pick things. And so having anchors of this is the stuff we know we want to do. How do we fill in the stuff in between uh, really helps kind of mm -hmm. limit that creative juices. I will also say like, we obviously come from the perspective of choreographing our outs. There mm -hmm. are people who don't choreograph their outs. Um, we don't feel like we are at that level. And especially with the level of air that we want to throw, it would be a very, we, our brain is not working fast <laughs> enough at this point in order to mm -hmm. just call a move. Um, there are people with that skill level out there and I am huge respect. I can't yeah. even imagine being able to do that. And I do think you can social dance at that speed. If you're really skilled, um, I, we are just not, we are not at that level. So we do choreograph our, our outs. Um, and I think the vast majority, you were in finals also. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the vast majority of us did choreograph our outs. Yeah, because yeah. we had that little practice session beforehand. And Amy, Amy, that was, by the way, was so oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was, that was, that entire comp was absolutely oh. amazing. Yeah. You know? Which I, we didn't, we didn't really touch on that. Like that, that was also such a huge aspect of like, and you talked about it on your podcast with Paul about like, we had a group that prepped together um, and we invited Sarah and Travis from Australia to join us and then the jam circle right before the competition like it was such a celebration of like support and love um between everyone and like I didn't feel like I was competing against people I felt like we were mm. all cheering for each other to do their best yeah and like I hope we can repeat that this year but I also like that was also just such a special magical thing um uh -huh. and, and people constantly say like the amateur competition was so fun. And I think some of that was just the energy um, and like the love and support. And like, you can see it in the background of all the pictures of like everyone cheering yeah. together. And it, yeah, it was so special. <laughs> like the one of you and Amy and I are doing something you're like, oh. <laughs> okay, what's so funny about that is I know my thoughts, my thoughts in my head while that was happening was, I can't just stand here and look awkward. I should do something. <laughs> I can't just scream. And then I did it and was like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. I shouldn't have done that. I bet people think I look so weird. No, it was epic. Every time I see that, I'm like, yeah, our friends are cherry press, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but standing in the back, I, I, this is something I hadn't really like prepared for or understood, but like standing in the back and like, I'm like thinking about our next out and I'm stressed out, but I'm also like, I'm supposed to be clapping, but I'm like, but I don't want to clap off the rhythm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all of that mixed in kind of makes for this surreal experience. Yeah. I feel like the reason why that role was so like memorable for me is I was there. I saw it happen. And it's like another thing to like see your friends just do the thing and then be like, oh, wow, that was so cool. You know, 
Well, um, the, I was just going to say the, the other, like really quick, the other thing is on the video, you know, the energy doesn't always come across because the cheering mm -hmm. in the crowd, I think they like dampen it or they dampen the, that or they stream the music straight into the stream or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just like, it's so high energy from hearing everybody and, and all that. Right. Yeah. It was one of my, one of the videos that one of my favorites is like not one from like the Camp Hollywood, but one that was taken in the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, because then you could feel the energy of the crowd and you could feel everyone. And I do like how the Camp Hollywood video though, it has us all like at the end where we're all jumping up and down. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, that was yeah, a really cool so one. Special. And that, so for me, this is kind of backtracking a little bit. I had watched the strictly performances at Camp Hollywood on YouTube so many times <laughs> and I wanted to be in that all skate line throwing down with everyone else doing those three swing outs I wanted that moment so badly yeah. and then to actually get it because we we were not prepared like we did not expect to make finals or tried to make that hold that expectation to then get to do it and do it with all of our friends Aww. and do it together and Aww. yeah it's just yeah and then and then also like just the photographer happened to capture this awesome picture of us <laughs> um in the swing out line yeah we used that for our christmas card photo um our parents asked for a photo of us for the like family Christmas card. And I was like, use this one. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are like incredibly special moments that I feel is one of the hallmarks of this dance and of competing because yeah. when you compete, it's you, social dancing is amazing. I love social dancing. The first time I ever felt like this surreal visceral feeling of just insurmountable joy was when we were competing, like as a group and that yeah. whole thing, it was, I remember Grace came up to Amy and I after, and I was just bawling tears of happiness. <laughs> I was just so happy that we got to experience that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and speaking of happiness, I wanted to ask, like, it's got to feel surreal to walk, be, have your name called up and walk up to grab your medals, right? Walk me through how that felt. Like, trying to think back. I don't want to like downplay it at all, but it, again, like it, like literally it was the, the, the biggest thing was the, the moment itself. Right. And right. so like, that right. was like this big outpouring. And then, but walking up to get the medal, um, it was just like, I don't know, a little bit of validation. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've talked a little bit about it, like dance and security and stuff like that. So it was validation. It was great to get some validation that, um, you know, other people liked what we put out there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was, you know, so we were fifth, so we were up first and it was great to then get to see again, like our friends get called up there. And, um, you know, we talked about Travis and Sarah and we had initially met them when we were prepping that evening and or the, the day before finals. And, um, we'd kind of gotten to know them a little bit more since then. And so it was, it was so cool to see them get called up for first and mm -hmm. um, like, you know, they'd come all the way from Australia. So it's no. cool to 
that they got to have that moment yeah and I I had known for a long time that like I wanted to be a like throw down air person I just didn't know when I would event like get the opportunity to like do that and and Mm -hmm. show our skills off and it did feel almost like an introduction to the community as people who did this we had a lot of people be like I had no idea like you could do that um (laughs) and then we just that turned into getting connected with all the people who want to throw down and do air like um we went to the Phoenix Lundy exchange and we met up with Julie and some Phoenix bomb squad people and did air and then started weekly meeting up with people to do air and then that turned into a like the team we're on a, a team and like that exists now and in no way am I saying us competing and doing well created those things but I don't, if we hadn't done that, who knows if we would be on a team now or be connected with all those people. And though, like, those are the things that bring us joy every week. Um, mm. And it's just really enriched our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because for a long time, I was focused on, you know, I want to be like, I want to be correct technically. I want to like do the moves correct technically. And I didn't really understand how important like the community aspect was and like how rich of an experience that can be. And Mm -hmm. like showing up to a dance and like seeing friends that you weren't expecting to see there and then just like being able to dance that night. Um, And so it is, is also magical and part of what makes Lindy Hop and our community so great. And um competing and potentially placing is like part of what led to that um mm, of mm-hmm. being more connected with with people in the community yeah. i think those are that's a powerful insight that you have there mm-hmm. and speaking of insight so before i go into the final uh ending-ish portions of the podcast are there anything is there anything that uh else you wanted to talk about that we didn't bring up yet I do. I think one thing, this is just, this is my personal belief. And I think, again, Jake and I have done one competition. We're not authorities. We're just passionate and we can only Mm. speak to like our approach. But I have, I remember when I was new and I expressed an interest in air and I, I got a lot of responses that were kind of like, oh, you can't do that until you're a good dancer. You can't do that until you're a better dancer. And I think that also applies to competing. I think some people feel like they can't compete until they're at a certain level, which I think we fell into that. And there is no reason, like you can at any level, the outcome might be different. You might not make finals, you might not place, but like if it's something that's gonna bring you joy, I think you should do it. And if air is something you're really interested and passionate about, like you should do it regardless of your dance level with safety, with spots, like do it in a safe Mm -hmm, environment, mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. be safe about it. But I think um, we all, we all have opinions. And like, my opinion is just that we all do this, these things. And sometimes you can forget that the reason we do it is for enjoyment and pleasure and joy. And if something 
like competing or doing air will do that for you, you should do it. You should do it um, regardless of if you're going to be the best at it or if you're going to place or anything. Um, and I think that's something that we didn't always um, recognize, but. Um, I think the other thing to just call out there again, that, you know, dancers of any skill level can compete and should, I think, if they if they have that desire. Um, I am, I think we're both hands down better dancers than we were a year ago. And mm. I think a big part of that is the intentional practice that goes into, I am competing, I have a goal to work towards, can really help you improve. Um, if you're not going to classes and you're just social dancing, um, it can be difficult to like build up new skills. Um, some people do it and not sure about that, but like for me personally, it's, it's hard to do that. And so having a goal and something to work towards can really help with, um, making progress with making progress. Yeah. 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 That's hundred percent true. Um, well, I think that I speak for a lot of people when I say that because I've seen you all do air and because we've done air in the same round, like y'all's air is tight. It's really freaking cool to watch. You are really, really good at really air cool. too, Andre. No, you're really good <laughs> yeah, no, at it. Like, and you yeah. pretend you aren't. Like it comes very naturally to you. Yeah. You are very kind, Andrea. You are a good friend. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> okay. All right. That's 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 fair. Now, let's let's move on to the more interesting topic, which is like <laughs> I wanted to know, I'm going to ask you guys the three questions at the end of each of my podcasts. So the first one is where can people find more information about you? Links, Instagram, anything? Um, the best place for me is probably Instagram. I am at handstandria. Um, I, if anybody wants to chat, wants to geek out over air or anything, hit me up. I love talking about air or just like sending air videos back and forth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, so I'm uh, Jakers, Jakers, J-K-E-R-Z four uh, on Instagram. He's not very uh, active. Though. I am not active <laughs> at all. Uh, I think the last like two or three posts that I have were I appreciation just... <laughs> posts for her. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, who knows, maybe at some point I'll, um, start posting more regularly. And, um, if, if I do, it'll probably be dance content. And yeah. even if I don't, again, similar to Andrea, like I'm happy to chat with people and talk about air, talk about dancing. Um, I'd love to connect with more people. So, yeah. uh, definitely reach out. I have so many things I want to post, but I'm waiting till post Camp Hollywood because I'm like, I can't give away our <laughs> tricks. That, that I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would be very interested in that. Your message about how you don't have to wait. Um, I think there are some people who have been wanting to do air who may have that same spirit, but I think what you said is going to really inspire others. Okay. Um, and then the second question I was going to ask is where, can we, where do we expect to see you? Where are you traveling to for the rest of the year? So we haven't made a ton of plans because we have team practice and <laughs> like focusing on prepping for Camp Hollywood, but post Camp Hollywood, we might do Phoenix Lindy Exchange again. We had a lot of fun last year. Um, mm -hmm. And then we would very, we're, we're hoping to go to Snowball 
um we gotta start like rallying the rallying the I don't know everybody Team. to get us to all like commit we we've been talking yeah. about so we would love to go to that um and I think we're we're definitely open to other things but we have just been single-mindedly preparing for Camp Hollywood mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so those okay. are the, yeah those are the two that are like TBDs after Camp Hollywood and I think we, ha we haven't really planned for anything in 2024 yet yeah Except for one event, that one. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Which right, I heard awesome. is going to be awesome. Hey. <laughs> Send you a check later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last question, which is one of my favorites to ask, is uh, what is the message you'd like to leave for any Lindy Hoppers and Swing Dancers that may be listening right now? You want to go first? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have like a million things that I could probably say, but I think one that I try to remind myself consistently is that it's all about having fun and it's mm. all about joy and various things can distract you from that at times. And that's totally like, okay and normal, but mm. um, reconnecting with what brings what like wakens that up in you that 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 joy is um staying connected to that it's just so important um and if you're not having fun you're not enjoying it like why do we do it and there's gonna like when we're prepping like there are aspects of prepping for a competition that are not fun um and so I think we have to push through those but I think it's just so important to remember like all of this is just about enriching our lives mm -hmm. yeah. um i think for me like i haven't honed in on anything i think it has to be something around like I, there's been a very distinctive shift for me from having a lot of anxiety around social dancing to now feeling mm -hmm. comfortable with it and i think part of that like I would say is build your community. Um, we didn't really get into this, but I didn't really understand early on how people competed. Like, how do you find a dance partner? And now I understand it's your friends with people in the dance community that you dance with a lot. And then you, you're like, oh, this competition's coming up. Do you want to do it with me? And so like having the community and, and a group of people that you um, can go to a dance and see and feel excited about seeing is, is just so important. Um, and then like alongside that, um, similar to what Andrea said, just connecting to the joy in the dance and, um, not feeling, trying to like, let go of some of the pressure or that comes with it. Um, and just focus on enjoying it because if you're enjoying it, chances are, and th again, this is a lead focused perspective, but if you're enjoying it, chances are your follow is going to enjoy it too. Um most of the time and so um yeah like give that obviously give them space to play and stuff but um yeah just uh focus on like having having fun yeah. I think that that having fun insight that you both are mentioning and that community aspect is that like so important and I feel like there are people that seem that need that reminder so I appreciate you both saying that yeah of course, of course.
Well, uh, don't go anywhere after I stop recording, but uh, everyone else, thank you so much for listening to us till the end. The key word for today, if you stay to the very end, is air is awesome. Air <laughs> is awesome is what you have to put in the comments. So <laughs> air is awesome. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, all that stuff. I'll put the links that Andrea and Jake have mentioned on the bottom, as well as a video of the uh, Am Strictly, so you can see the air that we were talking about there. But uh, Andrea, Jake, thank you both so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was quite a pleasure. Awesome. Well, I'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. The music you are currently hearing is called Dances in the Night by Papa D. You can find all his links down below. Till next time. Don't lose hope. Trying to stand tall. Trying to give the sense of yours the best that you got cause. Every time that they hear this sound, that music gets the feet above the ground. Time just seems to stop in You gotta move, move, move Got to, got to, got to be a dude